Still has mate Dylan. Hello. I'm good, Remise. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We are back for another stat stuffer study. As I said last time, they get progressively more complicated. This one, this one takes is, the cake. This one takes the cake. This is by far the most complicated study I've done. There's a lot to it. Um, buckle in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would recommend you have listened to some of our previous studies because we you don't need to. It's not a prerequisite, but it feeds in a little bit. Like some of the methods feed in a little bit. Right, yeah. Um, but as usual, Dylan hasn't heard any of this, um, and he's just here along for the ride to kind of pick at the methodology, and there's a lot to be picked uh, picked at this time. <laughs> um, so in this study, we'll look at how to be the NBA MVP, um, and it's similar to all of the other studies that we've done in that we're just looking at past data sets. I'm sure you could have guessed that. Yeah. In that, I'm looking at, okay, what it meant to be an MVP in the years past, what data is representative of that, and how that kind of applies to today, how that applies to this year. What's different about this study, just some of our previous studies though, is uh, for one, we're not just looking at what it means to be MVP. We're looking at what it, what it means to get MVP votes. So what it means to be first, second, third, fourth, fifth in MVP voting, not just MVP. So, and we're going to use that to kind of like help bolster the case for who was MVP. Um, and the other issue is, I'm not just using one method this time because these studies, they're, they're not, airtight they've never been airtight right this one least out of all of them so instead of just using one methodology i have four (laughs) i have four (laughs) kind of different studies different methods of studying this using the same data um every time and just you know what what the final answer is i'll give my final answer but what the final answer actually is that depends on which methodology you and the listeners like most what one you think is the most sound which one you like the most that will be your final answer. Okay. But you might have a different final answer to someone else, or it might be a combination of them. It might be like, okay, this guy <laughs> was the best in this one, but second or third best in this one, but I still like those two methods, so right. he's the best sort of thing. Do you, just no spoilers, but do you have a favorite method that you took? I don't. I don't <clears throat> have a favorite method, but I do have kind of like a, a combination of multiple methods, and right. that's how I've got my final guy, Okay. I think. But like even then... You could talk me out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> so, first thing we need to look at is sampling. Um, it's it's not that kind of it's not that crazy for this um, study in that we just need to pick how many years of past MVPs we're looking at. Um, you know, so we need enough data points that we're actually getting meaningful numbers, but not too many that we're going back to where the league wasn't meaningful. Right. In that, like. We can't go back to the 80s where MVP numbers will be drastically different today today because they weren't shooting threes. Right. Um, so I decided to just go the last 20 years. So from Allen Iverson's MVP year to last year with Giannis. So um, there is one issue with that in that we don't have a single center that won MVP in that time. The yeah. previous year before then was Shaq. Um, and I maybe should have gone back there, but it doesn't seem to affect it too much. Okay. Um, as for the guys that we're looking for, this year, I just used Basketball References MVP tracker tool. So they have 10 guys that they list as their top MVP guys. I took those 10 guys and Joel Embiid, who was not listed there because of his injury. Because of his injuries, right. he is not considered there. But obviously, I think Joel Embiid is definitely still an MVP candidate. For sure. So I'm covering 11 guys. And those 11 guys 
end up being uh, Jokic, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, James Hot, uh, LeBron James, sorry, uh, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. A fair sample. I'd I say. think so. I think so. <clears throat> Rudy Gobert is an interesting one in that. Yeah. Um, like I think he's he d- he might deserve a fifth place vote. He might garner a fifth yeah. place vote I, I here and there. Um, but yeah, no, he's an interesting one. Jimmy Butler is also an interesting mm. one. Like. But yeah, Joel Embiid was not listed with basketball reference. So basketball reference, you are dumb. Yes. <laughs> I feel like a lot of their tracker stuff like that is pretty... Like their um, Hall of Fame probability and stuff like that is also a bit skew with sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there any notable omissions you would have had on there? Do you want me to list them again? Um, I think I remember them all. Kyrie's an interesting... Addition. M- addition, yeah. Because um, he's been... He's missed... Like, a lot of games without injury. <laughs> I was surprised that he was there as well, but mm. he was actually listed. This, that order I just read in, I think it's the order basketball reference has it in. So, right. it actually had him above James Harden. Interesting, which I wouldn't agree with, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think there's any admissions. Did you have any... I didn't. There was no, other than Embiid, there was no one that was right. like, okay, he needs to be here. Kevin Durant's another one, but again, that's James injuries. Yeah. yeah. And, like... I wasn't so concerned about including Kevin Durant just because James Harden and Kyrie Irving are both here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Joel Embiid obviously deserved to be on here. Um, and no one else really was like, oh, this guy, no. Um, yeah. Anthony Davis, again, another one, but again, games played. No. And he hasn't had a particularly good season. No. So, um, from here, I did determine which data points are actually relevant for each guy. And once again, I actually use basketball reference for this because when they have their MVP tracker and they have their past MVP results, they give certain stats okay. that um, they think are representative of the guy. Um, so I took all of those plus a few more. So what we ended up with um, from basketball reference is uh, all the basic counting stats. So points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, uh, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, uh, free throw uh, percentage, games played, shooting splits. Sorry, uh, I already mentioned shooting splits. So games played and win shares. But I also added three more data points that basketball reference doesn't include, but I think are actually important here. Uh, winning percentage, conference seeding, and this is a weird one that I've never seen anyone else use, but I think is important. Ranking the previous year. Right, like the jump. Yeah, so where jump, they yeah. were the previous year. Okay, that's an interesting approach, yeah. So if a guy was um, with that uh, number, if a guy was unranked the previous year, he would just be listed as last. So if 12 guys got votes, he would be listed as 13. Yeah. Um, when it came to the data. Um, so it was... Pretty easy. Um, hang on, sorry. So it w- that was all easy with the guys who have previously been in the MVP race. But I ran into um, a couple of problems with current guys. So like when we're talking about our past data sets, that's all there. That's all. All those numbers exist. They don't all exist for our current guys. Things like um, number of wins yeah. don't exist. Um, so that's what the calculator is out for. So you saw my calculator <laughs> out here. That's what I was doing with this. Um, so I do take all the data that doesn't fully apply to like half a season and extrapolate it to an 82-game season. Right. In that, like, I took number of games played and I made it as if it was an 82-game season. Yeah. Um, instead of however many games we played so far, which is like 50-52, I think. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It meant I had to predict how many guys, how many games guys are playing in 82 games. Uh, and that actually is one of the major problems with our first method, um, which we'll get to shortly. I can't do that without making some really major assumptions. Yeah. Um, so I decided to change things up a bit. Instead of predicting who will win MVP, like at the end of the season, who will win MVP now 
if the season ended today, okay, is right. kind of how okay, I still had to extrapolate that data to an AEG game season so we could correlate it, yeah. uh, like using the actual um, formulas and stuff like that. Um, but like those predictions don't matter. It's just like if we had played forty-one games, it would literally just be doubling everything. Yeah, right. Just using percentages of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, I also had to adjust it to an eighty-two game season instead of a seventy-two game season. I know we've had shortened seasons before. We've had lockouts before, yeah. which would indicate that you don't need to do that. But it would still mess with the averages too much. They it would mess with the correlation and like the formulas too much. This is right. this isn't my study bit. This is more like just me trying to make it work with Excel. Yeah, <laughs> more than did anything you, else. Did you have to extend those lockout seasons, or did you? Keep I them didn't. As, that's right. that's what I was saying. Yeah. So I didn't extend those lockout seasons because. Since we're working with a 20-year sample size, it's not going to skew the averages too much. Yeah, right. Whereas with this one year, if I go 72 games, it doesn't work with the correlation. It won't work with the averages. Yeah, because in the last 20 years, we've only had two lockout seasons, I think. Right? T- I think so. Yeah. I think it's two. 03 and like 12? 12? 11? 11? 11, maybe. Oh, it was 12. It was the year the Heat won. Anyway. Yeah. So um, I did that with games for win shares. Um, I did the same sort of thing. I divided the number of win shares they have so far by the number of games they've played. That gives me win shares per game. Right. And then I multiplied that by how many games I expect them to play. Yeah. So all the early data stays the same. Uh, following this, I took the averages of all the previous guys who finished first in MVP, then second, etc. Um, and here is the general pre- picture statistically of an MVP. Okay. So I'm not going to take you through two through five. Just someone who won MVP was on average 26 and a half years old finished 3.9th the previous year in voting, played 76.7 games out of 82, uh, won about 74.3% of their games, finished 1.4th in their conference, averaged about 27, 8, 7, one and a half and 1, shot about 50, 35, 82, with 15.5 win shares. Um, second place is slightly worse in most categories. Third is slightly worse than that. Yep. Fourth and fifth are very similar in most categories, but okay. um, <clears throat> still, there are still some differences, which we will get to later, I think, with methodology three or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah. So, any questions there? Anything surprising? Um, what were the counting stats again? So, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Yeah, yeah, but like what was... Oh, right, right. Um, 26.7 points, 8 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 1.45 steals, 0.92 blocks. Right. No, that sounds all about right. It sounds like just a LeBron stat. I was going to say, it sounds like LeBron skewed this a fair bit. LeBron does skew it a bit. (laughs) I mean, 4 out of 20. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, that all sounds about right. The 3.9 is interesting the previous year. Yes, the and that actually is a very important number. Yeah, the jump up is very interesting. Because I feel like... Because we, we've had a fair few back-to-back guys in the last 20 years. It's been more than half, actually. Yeah, which is... Interesting that the remaining must come out of nowhere the previous year. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like you either won it the last year or you're coming from a bit lower down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we will... Again, we'll get to that because that is actually okay. a very, very important number Um. later on. So, methodology 1A is what I'm calling this one because 1B is very similar and it's using the same methods. So, what I did with all that data, I ran a correlation analysis. So, if you guys listen to our uh, predicting who the best rookie will be, that's what I did there. I literally took these numbers and I ran a correlation analysis in Excel using the correlation function and got a lot of numbers that, like, it's like 99.9347. And from there, what I did (laughs) was... I ranked all of these guys in how they correlated with first in MVP, second in 
MVP, third in MVP, fourth in MVP, fifth in MVP. Right. Does that make sense? So, ranking them... In comparison to each other, based on how they went. So, if a guy got... So, let's say for first, a guy got a 99 correlation, a guy got a 98 correlation, a guy got 97 correlation. Ranking them one, two, three that way. Right, okay. But then, when correlating them to second place in MVP, which is a different data set. Yeah. Um, let's say the 99 guy in first got a 98, 98 guy in second, in first got a 97, and a 97 guy in third got 99. Right. Reordering them there. Oh, okay. So, so you're second, reordering third. them every position. Yeah, every okay. every right. rank. So first, second, third, fourth, fifth, yep. reordering the guys based on how well they correlated with that specific data set. Right, interesting. Okay. So what we can do here is we can determine a ranking but there are two ways that we can do it. So the simpler of the two ways, and that's what methodology 1A is, is alloc- is simply like allocating a guy yep. his ranking. So if the guy who correlated best with first and MVP gets first place. Yep. The guy who correlated best with second and MVP gets second place, third, third, fourth, fourth, fifth, fifth, unless a guy who has already been allocated a spot had, had a higher score, right. then it goes to the next highest guy who hasn't already been allocated. So... With that, here is the top five MVP candidates of this year using that one methodology. Right. Number five is Damian Lillard. Right. Okay. Number four is Luka Doncic. Number three is Giannis. Number two is Jokic. Number one, sorry, number six, our honorable mention here, would have actually been James Harden. Right. And number one, have a guess. Is it, It's not Embiid. It's not Embiid. So, there's not a lot to guess from, but I'm going to say this might be your last guess. Is it LeBron? No. It's Kawhi. Really? Yeah. Kawhi was the number one guy who correlated best with first in MVP. Interesting. Very interesting. Jokic correlated best with second, third, fourth, and fifth. Right. And was second and first, but uh, Kawhi was the number one guy in terms of his correlation with first place in MVP. So, Kawhi, in methodology 1A... Gets the MVP on. How how close did he correlate? Do you remember? It was very very. Cl- I mean, all of these were really really close. The only person who was never close was Rudy Gobert. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, no. Every like all these top guys were always in like the ninety nine point nine or ninety nine point eight or yep. something like that. So yep. very 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 close. Okay. Um. So now our more complicated way of using that same data set and actually ranking these guys. So we have the same ranking in terms of like first place, second, third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. Um, the more complicated way is, um, so we rank them 1 through 11 in those correlations. Um, and then we get an average, but we don't just do a normal average, we do a weighted average. And so what we would do is, 5th place in MVP voting is worth 1 point. 4th is worth 2, 3rd is worth 3, 4th, sorry, 2nd is worth 4, and 1st is worth 5. Yep. So what that means is, if a guy, um... So, in, in relation to 5th place MVP, um, ranked 5th place, he would receive 5 points. Then, if you ranked 5th in 4th place MVP, he would receive 5 points times 2. Okay, right. Then, if he ranked 3rd uh, place... Sorry, let's say he ranked 6th in 3rd place, he would receive 6 points times 3. If he ranked 4th in 2nd place, he would receive 4th place times 4. And if he was uh, 2nd in 1st place, he would be 2 times 5. I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Does that work mathematically? That is a that is how a weighted average works. Okay, but wait, didn't you say like if he gets sixth in third, he gets six times three? Yes. And then if he gets second in first, he gets two times, times five. Yeah. Okay, because so the reason for that is 
if a guy finished, let's say, um, like let's say a guy finished first first in one, two, three, four, mm. but then he finished eleventh and five. If we just went with a normal average, his ranking would be, um, let's see, sorry, his ranking would be a two point eight. Right. So that would be his final ranking. So he ranks first in first place, second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place. Uh, sorry, fourth place. He ranks eleventh in fifth place. We take a normal average. He would rank two point eight on average. Right. But with our weighted average, where getting first place in first place is worth way more than getting first place in fifth place. Yeah. He would get a weighted average of one point six, which okay. is a lot more representative right. of yeah. what he is. So like, basically, that idea is to not hurt anyone yeah. who did really poorly in fifth place but yeah. did really really well in first or second place because that's what we want we want these guys to be doing well in first yeah, and second place right. fifth place is almost an afterthought yep. so uh, what I did was I did that for all the guys I took all their weighted uh, average rankings and here is what we ended up with so in 11th place Rudy Gobert with an average of 11 points meaning him last in everything right. Rudy Gobert <laughs> that makes sense 10th <laughs> place Joel Embiid with an average of 9.67 um, now I will cover why that happened okay. in Methodology 2. Right. Um, in ninth place, we have Jimmy Butler with an average ranking of 8.9. Eighth place, we have Kyrie Irving with an average ranking of 8.4. Okay. Seventh, we have LeBron James with an average ranking of 6.4. Sixth, Damian Lillard with an average ranking of 6.3. Fifth, we have James Harden with an average ranking of 4.5. Fourth, we have Luka Doncic with an average ranking of 3.7. Third, we have Giannis with an average ranking of 3.3. Second, we have Kawhi with an average ranking of 2.7. Interesting. And first, we have Jokic with an average ranking of 1.3. Yeah. And I said that before. He ranked second in first, and then he ranked first in second, third, fourth, fifth. Yep. Yeah, I mean, after saying that, I could have expected that from that data set. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Rudy coming last is no surprise. Yeah. So, methodology one. So, now we're going to cover the issues with that methodology <laughs> here. Methodology one has a couple of issues. In fact, sorry, two come to mind. The first is that guys who fall short in just one or two areas kind of just get shafted. Right. So, with Rudy Gobert's three-point percentage, with Joel Embiid, it's getting played. Um, what did I say for Rudy? I said three-point percentage, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. That, <laughs> that is what I meant. Um, so, if a guy, so even though a guy might excel in some areas... If you fall short in like a couple of areas who aren't that aren't even really representative of his game, mostly with three point percentage in Rudy Gobert, yep. um, it, he just kind of gets screwed over. Right. Um, the second most important is: Do you remember one of the issues with our rookie study? Is guys who performed too well were hurt right, by yeah. the study? Yeah. You, I, I stand by that. I stand by that being possible. Like a guy's numbers won't translate. You can't be too good for MVP though. Yeah. Um. So, I don't think it affects things that much and like you know i still justify the rookie study because we've still got some good data points like sadiq bay's having a good season emmanuel quickly was i, I believe second guy and he's also having a very good season yeah yeah so like i i think that's fine but for mvp not so much it, like like i said it doesn't affect the numbers that much and the reason for that is we don't have any major outliers in terms of stats in terms of like all these guys when you look in the data set, you're going to find other guys with same stat- with the same stats as them. So yep. it's not like the average scoring is 25 and we have a guy averaging 45 right. this season. That would hurt him. He would be hurt in the correlation analysis if yep. he was averaging too much. We don't have anything like that, but some guys might still be getting a little bit right. reduced numbers because they're overperforming, which obviously doesn't work for MVP. Does that hurt the bigs a lot of the time when... Because you said from the last 20 years we haven't had a center MVP... I mean, the rebounding was fairly low uh, <clears throat> in terms of the 
the averages across the last 20 years. Does that mean like Embiid is hurt because his rebounding is much higher? Potentially. Probably <laughs> not Embiid. Gobert, though. Would be. Gobert, yeah. Um, the thing is, like, even though we haven't had a center MVP, we've still had Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. Right, okay. So we, high rebounding. we've had high yeah. rebounding forwards. Yeah. Um, also, rebounds average was eight uh, versus assists, which was seven. Um, so rebounds is still higher there right. in terms of our normal averages. But yeah, I wouldn't say Joel Embiid or Nicole Jokic particularly hurt, but Rudy Gobert probably is. Okay, right. All right. Uh, so let's get to methodology two here. Um, now, this methodology focuses on just key data points. Um, so only the most important data from those first data sets. So obviously we did a correlation analysis with all of that data. Not all that data is exactly relevant. Yep. So the first thing we need to figure out is which data points are the most important. And the only data points that are, that actually reduces every time. So first place is always better than second place, always better than third place, always better than fourth place, always better than fifth place. In terms of the averages, the only one that goes down like that is win shares. So win shares is an important data point. Yep. Um... Now, there are a few others that do go down from first, second, third, fourth, but then they kind of plateau at fourth, and sometimes they even go back up a little bit at fifth, but never above where third was. Right. So those are also our important data points, and they are ranking the previous year, Mm -hmm. win percentage, uh, conference seeding, and weirdly, three-point percentage. Interesting. Yeah. So efficiency in that department helps. Yeah, but specifically in threes. Yeah, right. (laughs) That is interesting. Does this... Uh, maybe I'm jumping the gun here. Does this come back to hurt people who aren't particularly the highest? Uh, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, uh, win shares is actually a weird stat in this method because if you remember, we had to extrapolate win shares to an 82-game season. Mm. We don't actually need to do that here. The reason we had to extrapolate it before was so it would work in the correlation calculations. We're not doing a correlation analysis here. Yeah. I'm doing this by hand. Right. So I don't need to do that. I just went with guys' current... Uh, win shares. Right. Um, so what I ended up doing with these numbers here is I, once again, I ranked each guy in each of these stats. So I ranked guys in win shares. I ranked guys in ranking the previous year. I ranked them in win percentage, so right. on and so forth. And then I just took an average um, of that. The reason I didn't take a weighted average is there's no way to weight this, really, yeah. because all these stats, aside from win shares, which might be slightly more important, all these stats are just as important. So weighting them would just be kind of pointless and yeah. like there's no there's no like there's no reason for it like there's yeah. nothing that gives us there's nothing that there's nothing to base it off yeah is what i'm trying to say so our results here are as follows so these are the weighted averages of these guys and what's interesting about this one is we have a lot of ties um sorry not weighted average normal average yeah. of these guys we have a lot of ties so in 11th place here we actually have jimmy butler uh with an okay. average ranking of 8.8 really uh- Hmm, that's interesting that his win shares don't boost him up a little bit. Does he not have great win shares compared to the rest? It's because of his games played that his win shares are a bit right, lower. Right, that makes sense. Also, his three-point percentage is not great this no, season. No, it's terrible. Um, his win percentage, also not the best. Fair, yes. <laughs> his ranking last year, not that good either. <laughs> what? Yeah, what did he come last year? I don't think he was ranked. Okay, and then... Uh, so he wasn't ranked last year. Wait, isn't that supposed to help him, though? No, no, no. So, he wasn't... So, an average MVP was ranked fourth. Okay, so you have year. to be ranked. You just can't be, like, one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I mean, it uh, it doesn't really hurt you if you're one or two, because that's not too far from four. I guess. Sort of thing. It's not, like, 12th. 
or no, no, 13th. No. Yeah, or like if they were ranked 12th or 13th, yeah, yeah. bad. Bad. <laughs> but if they're ranked like si- if they're ranked like 6th, it's about as good as being ranked 2nd. Okay, right, that makes sense. All right, uh, number 10 is Luka Doncic with an average ranking of 8. Wow. Yeah. Number 9 is actually a two-way tie of 9 and 8 between LeBron James and Damian Lillard with an average ranking of 6.8. Number 7 uh, with an average ranking of 5.4 is Joel Embiid. Number 6 with an average ranking of 5.2 is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. Number, a tie between 4 and 5 is Rudy Gobert and Kyrie Irving with an average ranking of 5. Rudy Gobert... He's hurt by his three-point percentage, but he's helped by being, obviously, on the best team in the league. Yeah. So his win percentage is high. His conference, his conference ranking is high. He was either he was pretty much either first or last in every one of these categories, and that right. averaged out to him being <laughs> about five. And he was he'd be high in win shares, wouldn't you? Surely? He, he was second highest in win shares, yeah, I believe. Yeah. 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 All right, and for number one, we actually have a three-way tie. Wow. Uh, between James Harden, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard, all with an average ranking of four point four. Which one deserves it? I don't know, actually. So, if we're going based on win shares, it's Jokic. But if we're going based on just, like, consistently being high-ranked, mm. it's James Harden. Okay. James Harden ranked highly in everything, whereas Jokic had a bit more variance. He ranked top of the top in, like, one or two things, but then he dropped down a bit in some of the other things. Right. James Harden was consistently, I think, one, two, or three. Okay. So, that makes sense. I would give it. I would give the edge to James Harden. Kawhi Leonard was just... Weirdly, there. <laughs> I really don't know how Kawhi ended he up just here. Snuck in he there. just snuck in there. I mean, right. that's what he did with method- methodology one as well. He just stuck in, just yeah. like snuck in here. I feel like that's just perfectly Kawhi. Like he's <laughs> so underrated. Like I was surprised by how well he was doing this season. Yeah. But yeah, um, do you have any thoughts on like that method there? It, was there any way you could incorporate like the variance you talked about with Jokic? Like if if guys had big variance. Is oh, I didn't calculate the deviation. I should have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like, <laughs> guys are hurt by being both top and bottom of everything. Whereas Harden would be not necessarily rewarded, but he wouldn't be harmed by being top three in everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I should have done that. Mm. That would have actually been a really good way to break these ties with thinner deviation. Right. Um. If I were to guess, I would say James Harden probably at the lowest thinner deviation of those top three. Yep. And then it probably would have been Jokic, then Kawhi. Yep. Um. Let's see. What are our other ties? We had Rudy Gobert, Kyrie Irving. Rudy Gobert had the highest in deviation, without question. Um, and then our other tie was Damian Lillard, LeBron James. I think, off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly where they ranked, but I think LeBron would have had a highest in deviation. I think he had really? more variance. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I was going to say that, yeah. I yeah. feel like Dame would have less deviation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, fun fact. LeBron, I think, might have been lost in winches. Really? I think so. Wait, wasn't... Jimmy lost in winches. He was like towards the bottom, but I think LeBron was actually lower. Mm. Is that because of the games missed? Partially, yeah. Yeah, but he also just wasn't having a particularly good season. Yeah, no, that is true. Like I know a lot of people have been pushing him as MVP, but like yeah, it, I, when I looked at these numbers, there is no real case for him to be MVP statistically, at least. Yeah, there was a lot of pushing from the. Yeah, I know there's a lot of pushing. From yeah, him. And it's, like it's, it's the media narrative <laughs> because. The numbers do not support him being MVP, like, in the slightest. No. Like, he's not top five. Like, spoiler, no. but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, our issues with methodology two here. It just isn't that robust. Mm. There's only five data points. Like, yeah, we're considering the most important factors, but none of the, like, actual numbers are being taken into account. We're literally right. just doing rankings. Yeah. Um, which would be fine if we had a wider data set but we only have 11 guys yeah. if we were taking rankings of 100 different players I'd feel a bit better about it 
Okay. But with 11 guys and only the top guys, it's a bit weird. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Um, like, they're all good candidates. Don't get me wrong. Like, all their numbers, despite what I just said about LeBron, all their numbers <laughs> could indicate an MVP season. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's just not a given fact that, like, any of them would win. Um, also, we still took into account three-point percentage, which I know I said was, like, hurting guys. But for some reason, it ended up being one of the most important factors. And right. I just continued to include it. I did... Um, I did consider doing another one without it, and I probably should have, <laughs> but um, it would have given us fairly similar results, I think. Weirdly, the top guys in three-point percentage tend to correlate really well with the top guys in, like, win shares. Really? Except Rudy Gobert. I think Rudy Gobert was, like, the main outlier in that. I wonder I wonder if there's any tangible ev- evidence of that, like, on the court, or if it's just a coincidence. It's probably just a coincidence. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine... I mean, obviously, hitting your threes is a good thing for winning games, <laughs> yeah. but, like... I, I'm not even fully sure how Winchester are calculated, so I couldn't tell you for sure. Neither am I, to be honest. All right, uh, but that'll bring us to methodology three, which is our... Uh, methodology four, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, which is our case study. So, I did this, like, uh, All-Star, the All-Star study. Like, yep. um, does a guy deserve to be an All-Star? Let's look at previous data right. um, and come up with more of a qualitative um, idea rather than just, like, a purely stats or purely correlation analysis, purely averages or whatever. Yeah. Um, the thing is, unlike with All-Star, you can kind of just make an argument for or against anyone. So I'm going to present an argument for and against every single one of these guys. Okay. And, you know, you can pick, really. Can, am I just... <laughs> this is the you don't have to I'm pick. kicking the MVP. You don't have to pick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jimmy Butler. Um, this is a bit different in terms of winches since so many teams are stacked so closely together. Yeah. And hardly team... Like, hardly team... Hardly any team has a good enough record for an MVP. Usually, yeah. they win about 75% of games. The only team with that winning percentage is the Jazz. Yeah. No other team has that. What is the actual win percentage right now? About 75. Right, okay. Next highest is probably like 69 or so. When you first said that number, that seemed absurd to me. 75% win percentage. But now that I... Three in every four, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, that's... Well, that'd be, that'd be about a 60-win season, roughly. Yeah, which is not uncommon, right? No, no, definitely no, not. No, no, no. We we we'll, we tend to see one or two sixty win teams yeah, that's most true. years. Yep. This year's just a bit lower for some reason. I'm not quite sure. I think there's just a lot of stacking. Yeah. Um. In like the genuinely like the two to like six range. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. But despite with winning not being that important, it is for Jimmy Butler just because of how much lower he is than the rest of the guys. Yeah. Um. He just hasn't played enough either. His counting stats are good, but his scoring is low and his three-point shooting is pretty abysmal. It's like 23% or something like that. It's bad. Um, So, I know I was saying I would make a case for and against everyone. Mm. I don't have a case for Jimmy Butler. Is that just based on the data we've looked at so far? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. He's got counting stats, but nothing else. In his defense, I think he's some other random stat. I think it's like his on-off numbers or something like that. Or his... Replacement is value over replacement VRP, yeah. like is like I do like a VRP. Yeah, <laughs> good warp. <laughs> um, it's high. It's pretty high. It's yeah. pretty high. <laughs> he's averaging two steals a game. That's pretty good. I did not realize that, yeah. but yeah, no, his counting stats are great. Like his counting stats are legitimately like exceptional. I think he's averaging like twenty eight and eight or something like that with yeah. two steals a game, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, no, um, just his other important numbers and all the stats that we've looked at so far. They're just not there for him. It's like mm. all-star, all-NBA without question. Yeah. MVP, though? Mm. Mm. Probably not. Like, you could garner a couple of fourth-place votes, I'm sure. Yeah. But, like, higher than that, we're, we're really 
pushing it. Yeah, no, Jim VP. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up. Oh, so, by the way, this is in alphabetical order. This is not any okay. kind of ranking. Right. Alphabetical order and last name. Um, Luka Doncic. The counting stats are there, but like with Jimmy, the wins just aren't. Mm. It's it's really that simple with him. Um, he's also slightly too young. I know I didn't really cover that too much, but the average age of an MVP is 26. 26 and a half. Yeah. And like pretty much every MVP, like there's only a couple of exceptions in like guys like Steve Nash. Most guys are like 26, 27. Right. And like <laughs> Derek Rose is another outlier. He's yeah. Derek Rose is an outlier 19 there. or 20 when he won his year. What? He was like 22, wasn't he? Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. I keep thinking, I keep confusing youngest league MVP with youngest finals MVP. Who's youngest finals MVP? Wasn't it Magic in like his rookie season? That makes sense. Yeah, but mm. I think he also might have been older than that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, weirdly, Luka Doncic, his free throws hurt him. I don't know what his free throw percentage is, but it's mm. like slightly lower than it should be. Okay. Um. But like, case for him is his stats are definitely there, and like yeah. they could win a lot more. But yeah, no, he he doesn't really have the wins. But like, the age is actually the biggest factor here. He's just yeah. too young to win the MVP award. Right. I think that's pretty consistent with like the idea of MVP around him right now too. Yeah. He might just be a bit too young. Also, when you calculate so when you did you for this, did you take this out to eighty two games? Uh in regards to no sorry, current I looked at current stats. Okay. Essentially. Right, that makes sense. For yeah. like wins and stuff like that. I looked yeah. at current stats. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wonder what that how he sort of changes because the Mavs are obviously on an upward trajectory yeah. to where they were at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean I can't predict that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just Thinking about like how that where he would rank differently. Yeah, I mean, it, I might even update this at the end of the year and like yeah. just kind of give a definitive answer at some point. But yeah, I mean, obviously the MVP will be announced <laughs> at the end of the year. But, but it could be wrong. <laughs> it could be wrong. I could be right. I'm right. I'm yeah. always right. <laughs> Next is Joel Embiid. But the only thing I can tell you about Joel Embiid is exactly what you already know. Right. Um, the only argument you can make against him is just games played. Yeah. That's it. That, that's that's all there is to it. Everything else from wins to stats to even his age, perfect. He's like yep. bang on MVP. Right. Um, are, are, they, are his wins high enough right now? Yeah. Uh, like They're a bit under. In a normal year, no. But like this year when no one has high enough wins, right. they're fine. So comparative to... Yeah, comparative. Like, right. Um, the only other argument I actually have against him is that he didn't get any votes last year. So he went unranked last year, which actually hurts him. That's interesting. But I feel like... I don't know. We don't hear that a lot. There's only three guys to have jumped from uh, no votes to winning the award. Mm. Do you want to have a guess? <laughs> from no votes to winning the award. Yeah, no votes the previous year to winning the award. In the last 20 years? In the last 20 years. Wow. Is Iverson one of them? Iverson is one of them. Mm. Trying to go through. Uh, one will be really obvious when you hear it. Is Rose one of them? Rose is one of them. That's, yeah. what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and then... Westbrook? No. No, Westbrook has kind of always garnered a few votes. Really? Another guard, though. Another guard. Oh, watch me forget all the guards. <laughs> <laughs> is it Nash? It is Nash. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. no, no votes the previous year. None of those three guys had votes the previous year, and they won the award. The thing is, there's no precedent for anyone but a point guard to do that. Yeah. Um. Going back further in data, I still don't think we're going to have any precedent, really. Mm. Going from no votes to winning. Yeah. I mean, do you think that... I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that has anything to do with him being a guard. I don't know either. I think yeah. it would just be a coincidence. Yeah. But, like, I think the main idea is they would have, like... You, you look at your lead guard turning a not-so-great team into a great team. Right. You don't look at your big man turning a not-so-great team into a great team. Fair. But I think, I think that narrative's out there now that... 
Joel Embiid has taken a step up and turned the Sixers around. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, he could be that first guy. I mean, yeah. again, he doesn't know the game's played. Yeah, but um, that is that's the big thing, right? That's now. the big thing. But yeah, no, the fact that he, um, yeah, no, the fact that he didn't get any votes last year statistically does hurt him. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, next up is Rudy Gobert. So Rudy Gobert is actually the only player here to have a high enough winning percentage to win MVP in a normal year. So yep. give him the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also one of the few guys to have actually played enough games. Like he, he, a, there is a lot of missed games. There's a lot missed, of missed yeah. games this season. Rudy Gobert hasn't missed a game yet. Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm pretty sure. As of when I did these numbers, which was a few days ago. Yeah. Um, the counting stats other than blocks and rebounds are well below average, obviously. Yeah. But you kind of expect that. Um, but, like, it's not impossible for a guy to win with, like, a really low scoring average. Steve Nash comes to mind, especially. Yeah. He was only averaging, like, 15 a game when he won. Um, But, you know, the best kind of comp for Rudy Gobert is Dwight Howard. Right, yeah. The issue with Dwight Howard is he never won. Yeah, never <laughs> yeah. That is the slight issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, your best comp is a guy who, I'm pretty sure, actually, he would have finished second once, I, I think. He finished second once, yeah. And then he finished third, like, twice, I think. Yeah. So, not great. Um, yeah. But, yeah. like, you know, you can make the argument that the Rudy Gobert is the Steve Nash of centers. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's the engine that gets the defense running. Yeah. I mean, he's the best best player on the best team yeah. in the league. Yeah. Depending how you feel about Mitchell. Yeah. I think he'll just kind of get what Joachim Noah got in that. Yeah. He'll, that's a, he'll that's get actually the, the best comp, I yeah, feel like. He'll get the, statistically, it wasn't a great comp, but, yeah. like... From like a, I could see this standpoint. It's yep. a great comp, yeah. Um, the scoring, the scoring and the rebounds are the same. Uh, he has nowhere near as many assists as Noah's. Yeah, energy. like the. Well, like he'll get a DPOY probably. Yeah, Gobert doesn't run the offense like Joe Kim did that season, but yeah. like, yeah, the, that idea is still there. Like yeah, the heart of that team. Yeah, I think he'll get a DPOY, and I think he'll. Mm. He might finish top five. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished top he five. He might get some fifth place votes. I think he could get some fourth place votes even. He could garner a few. Yeah. Like you said, best player on the best team in the league. Yeah, true. All right. Uh, next ones here are actually James Harden and Kyrie Irving. I've bundled them because they have the exact same case in that the numbers are there. The wins are there. The games played are kind of there. The win shares are a little bit low. Um, but the main issue actually lies in the fact that each other exists. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, This is the Curry-KD conundrum for the last couple of years. Is like... They can't win MVP because they're on the same team. Yeah. yeah. It isn't likely that, you know, either of them would really even finish. I doubt both of them would finish in the top eight. I, I, both I'd of them? I think both of them could. Maybe. Mm. Definitely, I highly doubt both of them could finish in the top five. No, I don't think that's happening. I feel yeah. like I feel like Harden's a lock for top five. I think he's he's, he's up there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, there's just no precedent of a guy winning MVP with a teammate that finishes fairly high. Like, we're yeah. going back... Probably to like Magic Kareem, even though I didn't check that, but mm. we're probably going back that far. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I imagine it's. Oh, that. maybe Scottie Pippen finished relatively high one or two years. He might have finished top maybe. five. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other th- one I can think of is the first year in Miami with LeBron and Wade. Mm. LeBron didn't. Yeah. Neither of them won it, but both of them were very high. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing. And, like, and, no and it, sh- it kind of should have been LeBron. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. There's no precedent of a guy winning yeah. it when he has another teammate yeah. in the top five. And I know we said we don't know how win shares works, but are both their win shares lower because they're on the same team? Probably. Yeah. 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 Kyrie's are actually very low, though. Like, oh, really? Really low. Interesting. Like, nowhere near MVP level kind of <laughs> low. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Uh, next up is LeBron James. So LeBron's numbers are obviously there. His shooting splits, probably for, for the first time in his career, actually there. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> but the winches aren't there. Mm. And he just also probably won't play enough games. No, it doesn't say. Or like have it. enough wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I got kind of heated when I wrote this because it's ridiculous that he's like, that anyone's putting him top two. Actual. Like, he just has no case for it. I, mm. I wouldn't have him top five based on no, based on the numbers, based on everything I've done in this study. Yeah. I wouldn't have him top five. No, I wouldn't either. All right. Uh, next up is Jokic. Uh, the only thing against him is wins. Mm, yeah, yep. he's got games played. He's got win shares. He's actually first in win shares. Yep. But yeah, got games played, got counting stats, got everything, doesn't have wins. And with Jamal Murray's ACL injury, that's probably not going to get any better. Mm. This might be the year we throw wins out the window, though. It might be. I'm thinking it might be. But I'm also thinking this might be the year that we throw games played out the window. <laughs> in which case, it could be a beat. Mm, I don't know if we do go that far. I feel like that's... It's not the... Not only, like entirely. Not entirely, but it's... Yeah, I feel like Jokic is, you know, based on my perception of where the MVP race is at right now, I feel like Jokic is number one because of Embiid's injury. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also finished ninth last year, which also hurts him. Mm. Um, but that's kind of it. That seems very low. That is low. I was shocked that he finished ninth because yeah. he finished fourth the previous year. Really? Mm. Was it, it wasn't an off year by any means, was it? No, he just didn't get better. And right. I think people held that against him. Fair. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi is almost perfectly average in stats, games played, wins, win shares, ranking last year, and even his age. He's like, he's almost average in everything. His yeah. age, he's a little bit yeah, older. He's older. A little bit. Yeah. But he's 29 compared to an average of 26 and a half. Right. Um, he's just the most average <laughs> candidate you will ever see for the MVP <laughs> award. Like, there is a legit argument for him every year. You could see these numbers every year and there would be an argument for him every y- single year. Yeah. The only thing that's holding him back is that there are guys who are putting up ridiculous numbers. Yeah. That's like, it. The Clippers aren't, like, super elite. Like, the third in the West? Third, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I think they're... Oh, no, they're pretty close to the Suns, I feel like, so... They're, like, two games back, right. I want to say. So they're not right up there in terms of win percentage or anything. No, no, but, like, the only thing you have against Kawhi is that there are just better candidates. Yeah, Like, there's much. nothing else that says that he shouldn't win the MVP. In fact, he's, he's almost my pick. Really? <laughs> After this. Wow. Almost. 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 Um, now, Damian Lillard. He's there in terms of numbers, win shares, and games played. Win percentage is mm. not good. And <laughs> his ranking last year hurt him. I don't remember where he ranked last year. I think he might have been eighth. Okay. In fact, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was eighth. Right. Um, but, like, this is once again, much like with Kawhi, it's a matter of him being deserving, but other guys just kind of deserve it more. Yeah. He, he is a guy that I've seen shoot up heaps during the whole Embiid's being out sort of thing. Like right. I've, I've seen him as high as second in some like MVP letters and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, weirdly, that's the end because the last n- L, why would we stop at L? <laughs> <laughs> There's just no one with a last name past L to win MVP. Really? <laughs> to be in the MVP Wait, conversation it, this year. Did we just go through 11 guys? Yeah. <laughs> that went by quickly. <laughs> um, right. One stat I forgot to mention with LeBron is there is, wait, did I, did we go through 11 guys? That seems quick. Oh, I skipped Giannis. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right, Giannis, um, he ranks well in pretty much all metrics, and his numbers are either average or, or like, like slightly above average in yeah. pretty much every regard. Average age for MVP is 26 to 27, which Giannis is. There's just no precedent of a guy winning three in a row, though. Yeah. Um, like, the last guy to win um, three in a row was... Larry Bird. Larry Bird, yeah. yeah, in the 80s. He's the only one to win three in a row. Only one, okay. Yeah. 
Some people have won, like, obviously people have won more than three, but he's yeah. the only one to win three in a row. Yeah. So, no precedent there. Nothing yeah. in our data set that would indicate he should get it. And, again, like, his numbers are all there. They're all average or above average. But, again, there's more deserving guys, I think. Yeah. Um, right. Like, yeah, this is, like, the one stat where... Well, not the one stat, but the one guy where you can very heavily point to his position last year. And even the year before that. Yeah. Like, being one two years in a row completely destroys his case. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. There was also one other stat I forgot to mention. <laughs> I, I should have written this down. Um LeBron James is helped by the fact that four of the last 20 MVPs were named LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> there is a, yep, there's a 20% chance that if you're named LeBron James, you win MVP, so... Yeah. <laughs> that helps. And, um, like, yeah. having having the same stats as yourself <laughs> gives you a pretty good chance in terms of the numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, issues with methodology three. Is it's a bit of nothing. Mm. I don't know. There was not a lot there. That was just me kind of like trying to summarize the key points. Yeah. Um. It it was just more the simplest representation I have all all these numbers, which is fine. It's good because you know people don't care that much. I was going to say. I feel stuff. like this is kind of the real view of the MVP. Yeah. Like in terms of like the media and stuff. The thing is, it's also limited by my mind. Someone else could have interpreted all that data differently. Right. They could have been more selective with how they chose the data. They could have been like, okay, this data is actually more important than this data. Yep. They could have said previous ranking, ranking the previous year doesn't matter, which, you know, very well might not. Right. Um, all that sort of stuff. So it it's limited by the scope of just my understanding and the scope of my study here. So, yeah, it's it, all the studies kind of have their own issues and I'm going to take you through them all in a second. Yeah. Uh, but so overall... Based on all the different metrics, I'm sure you can guess it, but I'm obviously picking Jokic. Yep. He finished top two in pretty much every category, uh, like in methodology, 1A, 1B, and 2. Um, Kawhi Leonard also did, though, so he's actually up there for me. But yeah, again, it's just the numbers for Jokic. But if the Nuggets f- continue to, you know, if the Nuggets finish fourth or fifth, yeah, I wouldn't pick him, I don't think. I honestly might even support Kawhi at really? that point. At that point, I wow. might. Just that's interesting. based on the numbers, like I don't know, I'm trying to I'm trying to not be too biased here, but like that's what the numbers are telling me yeah. is the case. Um, and if the numbers are telling me that are confirming that, oh, I think Jokic should be the MVP, and the numbers are currently confirming that. But if the numbers start confirming, oh, Kawhi should be MVP, yeah, I might start supporting that instead. <laughs> yeah, no, for like the sake of consistency, for me, it just goes where the numbers take you. I do, gr- I I got the numbers. Yeah. Um, but like if you take out games played, Joel and B just right up there. Yeah. James Harden is another guy who's just kind of there. Mm. Um, obviously, Kawhi Leonard's a bit of a dark horse. Um, like, no one is obviously rooting for Kawhi. And no, no one's going to pick him. No. But, like, mathematically, he kind of should. Yeah. <laughs> At least be... He should be within the conversation of the top three. Right. Um, but, like, ultimately, it's kind of up to you, you listeners <laughs> as well, um, as to, like, which which method you liked most, which one you wanted to follow most. So to wrap it up, I'm going to help you figure out which method you liked most by telling you the strengths and weaknesses of each one. Right. So method 1A. Strengths encompasses a broad range of data and ranks players accordingly. Uh, Also makes use of a simple methodology to actually determine the final ranking. So if you remember one, uh, method one was literally ranking them and saying, this guy ranked first in first place. Let's give him the award. Second and second place. Oh, first and second place. Give him second place. Yeah. Weaknesses. The data may not be fully representative as it could hurt the scores of guys who perform too well. Um, it essentially discounts players who fall short in one or two categories, including Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert. And it kind of just oversimplifies probably a more complicated pro- problem. Right. Um, so those are the issues with 1A. 
um, strengths of 1B is it encompasses a broad range of data, uh, and it uses a more robust method of ranking, uh, which corrects for some of the issues with guys being hurt and like being good or bad in some areas. Yep. Um, weaknesses, the data may not be fully representative as it can hurt the scores of guys. Um, it discounts players. Uh, the weightings to me do make sense, but I have a feeling there is a better way to run an analysis like that. And this is actually something that really annoys me because I think I know what it is, but I don't know how to do it. I think it's called a regression analysis um, in terms of like actually correlating these data points to like like multiple different data points. It's like, yeah. I don't know, correlating heaps of different data points to a bunch of different data points and how they correlate with each other. I don't know, it's this big, that big thing. I think it's called a <laughs> regression analysis. I don't know how to do one though. Any statisticians out there, let us know what it's called. I am taking like. a stats course next term. I think oh, we that, might do something on regression analysis. That's big for stats stuff. I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> that is big for stats stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it also heavily relies on ranking guys against each other rather than like considering their individual merits. It's like, is this guy better than this guy rather than is this guy deserving? Right. Um, so, and a guy who, guys might have performed a bit better if the method was more controlled, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, now, method two, strengths. Uh, only focus on the most important points, which prevents the use of irrelevant data. Um, uses stats, but without a correlation analysis, making less room for error um, in terms of, like, guys being hurt by being too good. Yeah. But there's also less depth of analysis in there, which strength or weakness, it, up to you, really. Uh, weaknesses, it potentially oversimplifies a very complex idea. Hmm. And then it also relies heavily on ranking guys against each other. So if you remember, methodology two um, was... What was methodology two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the key data points, right? So like the yeah. four or five data points and then ranking them in those data points. Yeah. All right. And then methodology three, the strengths. Uh, it helps navigate the nuance not captured by the pure numbers analysis. And it makes more direct use of the past data and then the weaknesses, as I said a little bit um, before. Uh, it's just kind of nothing. It's not. There's not any stat to it. There's not any yeah. study to it. It's just, it's just what the it's MVP race is. It's all interpretive. Yeah, then. it's very interpretive. It's limited by my kind of scope. Yeah. So, did you have a personal method that you liked most? Um, I think I would have liked like method two more if there was probably more stats. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I think I think three is the most common approach. Common approach. Yeah. Right, and sort of more or less the way things are done. Yeah. When determining the actual MVP. Um it's like, oh this, but this. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um Yeah, so I'd probably have to go with some sort of mix between two and three. Two and three, okay. Yeah. Well two kind of gives you the answer of one of Harden, and Jokic Leonard. Three doesn't give you a definitive answer. I mean it would probably give you the answer of either Jokic or Embiid. Yeah, I mean right now I'm still a bit up in the air. I will give it to Jokic right now. Sure. Um, so very close second yeah. with lots of lots of time to catch up is Embiid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if he does catch up, I, I think, you know, he definitely can. Like, yeah. He, he's got the time and he probably can do yeah, it. Yeah, if he can stay healthy for the rest of the season and keep doing what he's doing, then yeah, it's hard not to give it to him. Yeah, though it is hard to catch up to Jokic, but he hasn't missed a game this season either. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's like he, leading in win chairs, leading in games played. And um, if he can keep the Nuggets afloat... Also, leading in three-point percentage, weirdly. Hmm, interesting. I think. Is he at 40? I think he's at like 42. Wow, that is impressive. Um, if he can keep the Nuggets afloat with Murray out now, yeah. then I think it's even that bolsters his case even more. But like, afloat is the issue. It's yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's like, do we throw wins out the window? <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can do it like that broadly. No, like, no. There, there has to be some nuance to... 
where we're accounting for wins. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, the average is they finish first. Yeah. Well, like, 1.5 in their conference. They win 75% of their games. No team's going to win 75% of their games, so it really could just come down to conference ranking. Yeah. And, like, if you look at the Jazz, it's not going to be Gobert, probably. No. If you're looking at um, the Suns, I doubt Chris Paul or Devin Booker. No. Um, If you're looking at the 76ers, then, yeah, Embiid. If you're looking at the Nets... James Harden and Curry have hurt each other. Yeah. So it's like, do you? Wh- how much do you value wins versus games played? If you value wins a lot more than you value games played, then Embiid's your guy. If you value games played a lot more than you value wins, Jokic is your guy. If you don't yeah. value, if you value them both equally, Kawhi Leonard might be your guy. Quite, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the real takeaway from this is Kawhi Leonard is like a legit dark horse. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's always this good though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary to say. Like he's starting to work his way to the conversation of like one of the best to never win an MVP. Mm, that could be he's the, getting there. That could be the case. I feel like he's still got time, though. He's got time. And, like, I don't know, it's very hard to put him above a Dwayne Wade or a Chris Paul or yeah, even just, John Stockton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, John Stockton never won. Mm. Um, I don't know. He, he could end up his career being better than all those guys, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> next study. <laughs> yeah, next study. Where we'll... <laughs> predicting the future. <laughs> um, where will... So... Do you have like, say to round out your top five, who's your who's okay. your top five? MVP? Good question. Good question. Um, which actually, which methodology are you leaning towards here? I tend to lean towards methodology two as well. Right. Like a, either a combination between one B and two. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, my top five is in somewhat like the thing is. I Joel Embiid would be my top five. Like, despite what these numbers say, Joel Embiid would be yeah. top five. He ranks seventh in methodology two, and he ranks, um, where do you rank in here? He ranked tenth in one B. Yeah, it's not quite right, but no. like he's really just damaged by those games played. Yeah, but yeah, um, to give a top five, I would probably go with. I don't know five. I can def- I can definitely go four through one. Okay, do that. Five? No, I want to do five. Hmm. Who's gonna be my five? <laughs> it's probably Giannis. Five is probably my uh, my number five is probably Giannis. Number four, um, would be James Harden. I think. Yeah. Number three, Joel Embiid. Number two, Kawhi Leonard. Number one, Jokic. Really? Wow. I mean, I don't know. It's like the Kawhi is super high. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like it's Kawhi or Embiid at two. But like the numbers say Kawhi. My, you know, the head says Kawhi. The heart says Embiid. <laughs> yeah, right. That makes sense. Um, in terms of my top five, I mean, I'll put Kawhi in there now because you've brought this to my attention. Yeah. To be fair. He'll, he'll be, <laughs> this he'll be, study brought it to my attention yeah. too. <laughs> he'll be my number five. Okay. Um, it's a bit low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number hmm, Number four might be Giannis. Okay. Uh, number three is Harden. Number two is... You can say Jokic if you want. No, I think I think Jokic has done enough so far. Okay. Yeah. Number two is Embiid, although I want him to win, and number one is Jokic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've got the same people in the top five. Yeah. Though, would you have had Kawhi in your top five before? No, before I wouldn't today? have. I actually wouldn't have. No. So this is this I didn't been, either. This is an informative for me. I probably would have had Dame. I think. I also probably would have had Dame in mm. there as well. But yeah, no, I yeah Kawhi, like the most average MVP candidate in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect for Kawhi. Yeah, honestly, any any year, any year, these numbers could I- indicate MVP. Just to double check, he won. He he was first in correlation in like method one. Yeah, yeah. one A. He was first. Yep. Um, 
and like he was second in one B yep. in terms of average ranking, uh, like weighted average ranking because um he was number one in obviously first rank. I think he was, I think he was two or three. I think it was two, two, three, three. So two in second and third, three in fourth and fifth, right, or something like that. Yep. Wait, maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> Because that number doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I have it written down somewhere, just not on this document. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, final thoughts on that study? And that was, was very in-depth, and I enjoyed was it. Was that the hardest one to follow, as I thought it would be? I actually don't think it was the hardest no? one to follow. Okay. I feel like, I mean, this is the first one we've done in person together, mm-hmm. which I think makes it a makes lot it easier. Makes it easier, yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest one to follow for me was the rookie one. That's fair. Because yeah. we went through a list of five guys like five times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't keep up. <laughs> and then we also had a final list of... No, we went through a list of three guys five times, and then we went through a list of 15 guys one time. Yeah, which is just a lot of guys. <laughs> it's a lot of guys. <laughs> and it was same, two different data sets. At least it's the same 11 here. <laughs> yeah. So that rookie study was literally just what? Methodology one. Like, the first half of Methodology 1 was. And then, obviously, the ranking came after that. Right. Had I just done it... Like, I mean, there's no way to just do a pure correlation analysis. But, yeah, it would have been, like, Kawhi Jokic. And then, I think, third was Harden. Mm. Or something like that. Right. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up with <laughs> this study here. Again, any final thoughts? Anything you want to press on? I th- I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Right, if you ever enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers. You can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. Tell me which method- methodology you like most in the comments as well on YouTube. Um, yeah, tell me which methodology you like most. Tell me why I'm wrong. Um, other than that, thank you for listening. Peace.